0: Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me, we're going to dive into episode 36, and we're going to pray our way through four different topics. We're going to cover worship, Psalm 26, a personal prayer, and a prayer for our culture. The first thing we're going to do is an opening prayer that is essentially worship. And each week we have a different theme, a different characteristic of God that we're honoring him for. And this week it is immutability. Now that is a big, fancy theological term for the fact that God does not change. And so we are going to open with James 1.17, and it says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. I would love it if you would join me in prayer as we open up today. Father, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be here, for the opportunity to join my voice with people all over the world. And I just thank you for this opportunity. We honor you today as the father of lights who gives every perfect gift and who never changes. You never change. You say over and over in scripture that you are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And that is comforting for us. We can rely on something rock solid that never changes. And so we honor you for that today and we thank you for this opportunity to be here as we proceed through this broadcast i pray that you would guide my words guide my heart help me be able to articulate the things i need to say and we ask that everything that we do and say in this place in the frame of this broadcast would be honoring to you in jesus name amen we're in psalm 26 today it's a new psalm and this is a lament it's appealing to god for saving on the basis of the psalmist's innocence Not all suffering is based on sin. Some is, but some is not. And while everybody is a sinner, we can suffer pain here on earth that is not our fault. And here we have a model prayer for those who suffer without just cause. It is written by David, and it's titled Prayer for Vindication. We'll read a stanza, pray a stanza, and go through it like that. So here's the first set of verses. Vindicate me, Lord, because I have lived with integrity and have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and mind, for your faithful love guides me, and I live by your truth. Father, I ask that you would help us teach us to live with integrity and to trust in you without wavering. You can test us and try us and examine our hearts and minds, and I pray that your faithful love will be the thing that guides us. Pray that we will be people who live in your truth. I do not sit with the worthless or associate with hypocrites. I hate a crowd of evildoers, and I do not sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence, and I go around your altar, Lord, raising my voice in thanksgiving and telling about your wondrous works. Father, these verses, in one hand— teach us to be very careful about who our closest friends are. On the other hand, this does not mean that we don't associate with people who aren't Christ followers. Our heart needs to love all of our neighbors in words and in actions and in spirit. And we also need to protect that heart. And so I pray that we would not be ones sitting with the worthless, associating with hypocrites, and that we would always hate a crowd of evildoers and not sit with the wicked. However, I pray that that would mean that our hearts are not doing worthless things or being hypocrites or being wicked. Because if we are typically doing those things or being that way, particularly hypocrites is standing out to me today. Lord, teach us to do what we say we will do. Teach us to love the way your word tells us to love and that we would not be found to be hypocrites. Lord, I love the house where you dwell, the place where your glory resides. Do not destroy me along with sinners or my life along with men of bloodshed, in whose hands are evil schemes and whose right hands are filled with bribes. Lord, teach us to love and desire and hunger for your presence where your glory resides. Do not destroy us because of our sin. Do not treat us the way you will treat those whose hands are evil and whose right hands are filled with bribes but I live with integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground. I will bless the Lord in the assemblies. Lord, teach us to live with integrity. Let us know what that means in each of our lives, where we need to correct our behavior that we should be living in integrity. Redeem us, be gracious to us, set our feet to stand on level ground, and help us bless you with our words among your people. In Jesus' name, amen. This week, we are praying against idolatry of any kind in our personal lives. Yes, we can do that within the church body as well, but this is personal. Like, I want to pray that we personally would get rid of any idolatry in our lives. We're going to have two verses. This set is a little bit longer than normal. Two verses for each of these this week. I'm limiting it. I went a little overboard with the verses last week, but we're limiting it to two verses. Exodus 24 through 6 says this. Do not make an idol for yourselves, whether in the shape of anything in the heavens above or on the earth below or in the waters under the earth. Do not bow and worship to them and do not serve them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, bringing the consequences of the Father's iniquity on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing faithful love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commands. Let's pray that verse. Father, show us in our lives what idols we have made, whether we're actually fashioning idols out that look like things of the earth or things of the sea, or whether it's something in our life like money or comfort or any of the other things that we make more important than you. That's what an idol is. And teach us to turn away from those things. Teach us instead to love you and keep your commands so that you will bless a thousand generations of those who follow us. And I pray that as a people, as we are walking through our lives, that we would be people who love you, if even not for our own benefit, for the people who follow us. And I just ask that you would show us idolatry in our lives today and take it away. Isaiah 44, 6, and 8 say this This is what the Lord, the King of Israel, and its Redeemer, the Lord of armies, says I am the first and I am the last. There is no God but me. Do not be startled or afraid. Have I not told you and declared it long ago? You are my witnesses. Is there any God but me? There is no other rock. I do not know any. Father, I. Thank you for being the first and the last. I thank you for declaring unequivocally that you are it. You are the only one. We should not be afraid and we should be instead reverent and full of love for you, and that we should be ultimately completely aware that you are the only God. You are the only one who that we owe allegiance to, who we owe love to. And I pray that as we declare that today, that that would work itself out in our lives. There are too many of us running around with idols in our lives that are creating distance between us, creating a bad witness for your character that are leading people away from you instead of towards you. And whether those things are money or freedom or time or comfort or pleasure or our family or a certain person, whatever it is in our life, I pray that you would bring it to our attention and teach us how to replace you at the forefront of our hearts instead of anything else. In Jesus' name, amen. The last section that we have that we pray for is our country, our nation, our culture. And so this week we're praying for our economy. It took a hit this year for sure with the lockdowns and shutdowns. And that's true all over the world. Things are struggling. There's a quote by Matt Perman that says this. I pray for the economy at all times, not just in times of crisis, because as Christians, we are to wish for and seek the welfare of others. There are few things that have more impact on the welfare of large groups of people in the physical sense than the state of the economy. Therefore, I believe that the command to love your neighbor implies that we desire, seek, and pray for the welfare of the economy. Now, this happens to be a time of crisis. However, I think we should be doing this at all times. We're going to cover two verses. The first is Genesis 2.15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Lord, you gave us work. That should be part of our pleasure on earth, our job on earth, our attention. Our We shouldn't be surprised by we are intended to work. You gave us this life and you gave us work and help us as we move through this time in our economy, create more work. I pray that you would create more opportunities for work and that people would take them, that people would desire to take them, that they would find the work that they are made to do. Jeremiah 29 7 says, Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Lord, you have put us here right now, whatever country we're in. I know we have listeners for other countries, but for me, I am in the United States, and I pray today for the prosperity of the United States. I pray that it would not be an idol in our lives, but I do pray that our economy would succeed. I pray that people would be well off. I pray that there would be plenty and that all of the nation would benefit from that plenty. Pray that even the poorest among us would be fed and would find work and would be able to do the work that you have set out for them. Pray that the success of our nation would not go to our heads that we would not be we have a reputation in the world for being essentially full of ourselves and obnoxious and i pray that that would not be so i pray that your people particularly would be so confident in you rather than confident in our prosperity that that would change and i pray that as a people as a nation that we would recover from this setback that we have experienced with the pandemic in jesus name amen Thank you all so much for joining with me in prayer today. I so appreciate you being here with me. I do this every weekday, so I'll be back tomorrow, and I would love to have you join me again. If you're watching the broadcast and you found it helpful, I would love if you would share it with a friend who would also enjoy praying with us each day. If you're a podcast listener, the best thing that you can do to help this reach more people, to have us share in prayer with more voices— would be to subscribe and rate and review the podcast. It really helps the algorithm show it to more people. My heart is, as we pray together each day, that we would grow in our prayer lives. I pray that God would use this time to direct your heart as he does mine in my own circumstances. And I pray that he will answer these prayers in mighty, mighty ways. But most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us the words that we are using for our prayers. Amen.